The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and you'll see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. The one on the right side is my show from whenever. <laughs> Monday. Monday. That's when it was. Monday. Glad to be back. In fact, uh, I'll, I'll just share a little bit of my journey after we get through the formalities here. But right side of the page is where we're at. Bradley's on the left side. You can watch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then he'll be live in that little area right there. Also on the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow up it on whatever device you've got. 
and then the restream uh restream the rumble icon is down in the bottom right hand corner click on that uh join us in the chat on rumble love to see you over there we're also streaming live to rumble sons of liberty radio live also before it's news.com top of the page a lot of friends in d live this morning at the sons of liberty also facebook pages a number of those with my name on them um twitch at real tim brown not the real tim brown real tim brown and uh boy if any of you guys want to try twitch out it's not too bad either uh it's very similar to d live as far as what i've seen in the quality uh so Twitch is over there, Real Tim Brown, and also if you're on Twitter for whatever that's worth, the Real Tim Brow. Leave the N off, put a two in its place, and you're good to go. The Real Tim Brow too. We're streaming live over there as well. Right up under where we're uh, streaming live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get one of those in the evening between seven and eight Eastern usually. And then if you want our ministry email, you want to see what's going on in the ministry of the Sons of Liberty because it isn't just a radio show. It isn't just an internet page. Uh, we're out among the people and uh, and doing things there as well. And so if you're interested in that, you can uh, help us by donating and supporting us, keeping us out there. And we appreciate each and every one of you who does that. Uh, there's a one-time donation button. And then also, if you want to partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty, you can do that as well. Now, I've got some tabs to open up here uh, because let's put it this way. Saturday, I got my computer back right and um, i just kind of opened it i didn't have time to go through it i didn't have time to change everything else so it was not until monday evening that i actually got to look at some things as soon as i turned it on it's got error messages popping up it was just it was i don't know what the deal was they just changed out a display in the keyboard and um it looks like a brand new computer to be honest with you i think maybe they took the whole when they take the display off, they took the cover and everything because it, it didn't have this little scratch on it that I had before. So anyway, they, they did that. Um, I had all kinds of problems. So I got a, I, I thought, well, okay, I fixed this. I got up yesterday morning and I thought, well, okay, it's it's sorted. I got up, same kind of stuff going on. So from 5.30 to about 2 o'clock yesterday, in the midst of posting some articles and stuff like that, I was reloading Windows trying to set all the stuff up. I still don't think I've got everything set up. There's a couple of functions that aren't working properly. So, yeah, that's the way it goes. But I am sorry that I missed you guys yesterday. I, I did miss you. I really did. Um, because I, I love to be here with you guys and see you guys in the chat and things like that. Uh, but in any case, hopefully by tomorrow, it'll all be sorted. I'm kind of running on a rogue thing with my stream deck, which is the button that people, you know, you click to change the scenes for the people on the video flat platform. So, uh, I'm running on a very skeleton kind of thing there uh, that we're doing this morning. So just bear with me. Some of the sound seems like it's a lot better. I don't know about you guys. I know it wasn't playing at first in the pre-show music, and that's on me because the microphone was muted on the streaming software. So I'm glad somebody said something, though. Thank you, Suzanne, for that. Now, this is Rotten of the Corn Wednesday. I was able to get this little guy in there. And... Um, so we're going to have that come on, but it's Rotten of the Core Wednesday, and as always, we have with us the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning. You know, <laughs> all things considered, it's great to see you. Hate that you missed the audience yesterday, but you know, hey, no matter how we look, no matter how we sound, God's going to get this through, so we're we're going to make it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's great, and I'm going to try this out. I don't know if it's stuck okay. or not. Okay, yep, it's stuck too. Okay, I'm going to be changing this scene up, I think, a little bit. It looks a little boring 
like we need something going on, you know, in a certain area there under us or something. But anyway, at least it's working <laughs> and uh, and you're here and I'm here and yeah. the crew is here in the chat room right. and the people on the radio. And so we've got a pretty um, interesting show. Now, if you want to take time to introduce it, I still have to open up all these tabs okay. because right. uh, I was had, sorting out another problem that I okay. didn't know before the show. So if you want to go ahead and introduce us, we'll we'll get rolling. Okay. Well, what we're probably going to end up having to do, Tim, is probably spend today introducing what we're going to talk about and then next week carry on the conversation because there's a lot more than we can squeeze into one hour. And given all the problems that you seem to be having, this needs to have as much attention to it as it possibly can. Uh, because we're talking about using, uh, we're talking about the United Nations and the Common Core Machine and our federal government and our local governments taking the steps to use our behavior, values, attitudes, and beliefs against us in the name of tokenizing them to do what but to save the planet. Not to save us, but to save the planet. So that's that's our topic for today. And then again, we'll carry it on into next week because this is going to reach in more than just education. And when I just said, you know, this is going to weaponize our attitudes, values, beliefs, and behaviors against us, people are going to instantly go, well, how does this connect to education? But if you go back and you look at some of the shows that you and I have done or some of the other shows that I've done on other platforms where we discuss this very thing, the main way they do it is through the social and emotional learning and the mental health overreaches. And, you know, what was it? A week, two weeks ago, we did a show on the Mental Health Matters Act, where this was that draconian across the board, cradle to grave, universal screening by our government for nothing but mental health interventions. So now this particular uh, initiative that is just being started, um, not really started, Tim, but uh, publicized, uh, is going to take it one step further and attach it to the blockchain and the cryptocurrency. Okay. All right. Well, let's get rolling. Okay, then. Okay. Uh, now, in the archives, if everything goes well, you'll have not only the PDF, which we will be going into more detail next week, but you'll have links to archive shows that I've done so that if you're trying to connect the dots from what I've just introduced, you can go back and take some time. You'll have links from uh, our shows as the Liberty Bells, where we discuss the Bind Space document. And Tim, if you'll remember, we did some shows on that as well. And what's so key about the Mind Space documents and how this plays into education is that while it was touted as a British publication for the British government to manipulate society, once Suzanne and I got into digging into it, we found that much of the research was conducted here in the United States by public-private partnerships, but more importantly, higher education institutions, and then inserted into UK research and then passed off as a British document. But now here's the kicker. We've had Germany, France, Spain, Australia, 
and I think at least one South America country, as well as the United States, who have now taken this research that was passed off as one country's, but actually is rooted in our country and said, oh, this is such a fabulous idea to take government and manipulate society to force changes that we want the government to have in place, but we want it to make it seem like it's all they're doing, meaning you and I, that we're going to take this on too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm reading some of the, the chat here. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, go ahead so, and share, please. Well, Salt's funny. Higher education. I want to say higher indoctrination on a lot of this. That's what I want right. to say. That's exactly what it is. It's just, you're, you're, you're an adult. You should be thinking for yourself. You should be doing these things. And yet you're going to school to be indoctrinated in many cases, not all, not all. Sometimes you are learning something. Uh, that's that's good. But for the most part, you're going in there to just continue your indoctrination into the world system. That's all you're doing. Right. Well, let me give you a little bit of research education wise on why there's so much stock that is still put into higher education. First of all, because the professors are deemed to be experts in their field. Well, OK, think about propaganda. There's a current diet pill that is being sold. Uh, Oprah Winfrey is the, the spokesperson for this particular diet pill. Okay. Supposedly you take one gummy a day and you can lose all the weight in the world that you want. Mm -hmm. No diet, no exercise, this sort of thing. But here's where the propaganda comes in. When they mention that this has been backed by experts, they show the people from Shark Tank, Tim, not doctors, not medical studies, but financial people who've made billions of dollars investing in other companies. Yep, yep. But this is the expert advice that people are going to assume is safe for them to go out and buy this diet pill. We'll take that same logic and apply it to higher education just because it has a higher education label on it. Just because that professor has that label does not make them an expert. It does not make them trustworthy, but we have a system by design through government and through societal issues that puts more prevalence on titles than actual knowledge. Yeah, of course it does. Of course it does. And all of that is, I think, is uh, geared towards man's own base idolatry, the, the thing that, that appeals to him. And uh, people seek the praise and this, that, and the other. I was thinking about that the other day. Uh -huh. um, somebody had wrote me a very kind letter and uh -huh. uh, expressed some thanks for the show and, and such. And I'm very appreciative of that, as always. I, I really am. But I, I, I told Bradley yesterday, I said, you know, the one thing is that's encouraging to me that, that God's working through somebody's life and maybe mm -hmm. he's using the show or, or something I say or whatever, that right. he's doing a work in somebody's life. That's very encouraging. But in the end, it comes down to, I'm not looking for the earth to tell me whether I've been a good and faithful servant. You know, we want to, we want to hear it from the Lord and, right. you know, men can give us things that make it, make it sound good, but we want to look to the Lord for that, uh, for our well, praise absolutely. or for our, are, you know, well-doing, whatever. Ab absolutely. But remember, we were also told, lay up your treasures where? That's right, in heaven. That's where your heart in is. In heaven, not here. And, and this is what we're seeing happen. And 
it's appropriate to use that to segue into turning behavior into a token because that's precisely what the document that I found is going to to uh, promote. And it'll tell you that, hey, government propaganda use to change society is not a new invention by any stretch. And again, this is why I brought up the uh, work that Suzanne and I had done for the Mindspace document, because we were able to look at not only the higher education institutions here in America that helped contribute, but we were able to go all the way back to Edward Bernays, who was one of the main people hired by our government expressly for societal change way back when this was like in the the 20s or 30s now his biggest claim to fame at that point in time was running a successful national campaign so great that it convinced women that okay smoking is not just a dude thing we're going to make it a dudette thing and let me tell you, if that's your biggest claim to fame, that you were able to sway an entire nation of a certain population to get on a, a, a disastrous health course, then, you know, you go for it. But even his own daughter has been able to go back and say, and this was recorded in history as well, she was able to go back and say, you know, hey, Edward Bernays was my dad, but he was an evil dude. He was a twisted dude. And, uh, you know, so that ought to tell you something about his home life and his character. Yeah, sure. But the government, the government, though, Tim, picked up on his sinisterness, his use of twisting propaganda and uh, influencing our nation not just for uh, women to smoke cigarettes, but it was so successful that the government to this day has continually kept a propagandist in the White House staff. We never hear about them, but down through the ages, that office has been filled by, if not one person, many people as a marketing campaign. And if you look at some of the shuck and jive that we've seen, not only in education from the federal government, but in our health care, in our jobs, in our economy, it is absolutely no stretch of the imagination to understand, hey, we have a full-time marketing team that is there to prop up the government, go, yay, government, boo, people, because that's precisely what this tokenized system will do. But the danger of it is in the summary. And like I said, in the archives, if we can't get to the links today for the show, we can show it in the archives. We can absolutely show it next week. But I'm going to do a basic summation of the summary that was done by the Common Core machine to, sh to point out to people how this is so dangerous and why we need to have more than one show on this. So with that said, I'm going to get started. And for those who are taking the BS and horse hockey meter, uh, it should probably be going off the charts by the time I get through with this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to come up with a, I, I need to get somebody who can uh, who can come up with a little uh, icon that we can throw down there, a little meter for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the politifact, you know, your pants are on yeah, fire kind of thing. Yeah, we need to have that up there. The yeah, we need to have yeah. that. We really do. Well, if we have someone who's good with computer graphics, <laughs> there's your there's your call. Yes. There's your contribution. Okay, so <laughs> here is how I titled my summary. Is your behavior a token? Recently, Frontiers in Org 
excuse me, FrontiersIn.org published an article titled Tokenizing Behavior Change, a Pathway for the Sustainable Development Goals. Now, I'm not going to read you everything that is on their propagandized website. I'm going to give you my take on what they're saying, okay? So in it, it's assumed and part of a plan, Tim, to turn our successes and our sustainability as human beings by using social impact programs or blockchain tokens to change our behaviors. So think about this as a massive mental health intervention by not only the United Nations against us, but our government and every partner between the two. So what is the goal? Social engineering, quite frankly defining new social skills and ushering in crypto economics because after all the behaviors that we have been uh, handed down and taught aren't good enough to match the agenda so we have to have the government come in and tweak them for us so by targeting our behaviors new systems and standards will have to be honed now notice it says honed not put into place because those systems have already been put into place tim they just have to be tweaked and put in the best practices and you know as we've talked about with the common core machine before best practices is a business term not an education term we'll have to see that our ethics are also redefined now tim you and i have done shows on that before as well that goes in with the morality that ties back into the lucerne covenant that ties back into the churches that are using the sustainable development goals to align to the united nations as well so we have to have our ethics redefined for every one of us and all of this is done just to unite us further to these sustainable development goals so who will be involved in this? Now, the document will lay out for you precisely the role titles, but I want to name these role titles because each one of us in our circles of influence or maybe in our neighborhood or maybe in our family have these people as um, part of this system and are being employed by it. All right. Anyone who's a computer scientist, anyone who's a token engineer, for blockchain, anyone who's a crypto economist. Now in this particular uh, document that uh, Frontiers in Org put out, they call these three populations token actors for designing the plan to uh, modify behaviors. Now, anyone who's within the social impact system, what does that mean? Social workers, healthcare workers, educators, people who are in uh, community, public private partnerships, people who are in cultural positions of change like library, museums, churches, anyone of. So who would these people be? Well, anyone who works. All right. So hang on. Let me back up just a minute. Anyone in those social impact systems who target vulnerable populations. So in other words, think of your homeless, think of your undereducated, think of those who are uh, without a job, think of those who might have special needs, think of those who are somehow outside of the government prescribed outcomes. Those are going to be the targeted populations. Those will not be the only targeted populations, but they will be the ones you start with. Okay? Okay. And anyone who works in any supply 
chain for goods and services across the board. So these will be, you have those who are designing the token system and these other ones that I just named will be the ones who put the wheels to the motion. Okay. All right. Now, can I ask, let me, let me ask a question sure. just because this came out last night in uh, one of the classes that I'm taking. Uh, okay. and it is, it, it's actually high, it's actually higher education. It's educating you on, right. on how this monetary system works and such. But right. does this have anything to do with what we see that's supposed to be coming up on the 13th of December, uh, just ahead of us with these digital assets and, and things of that nature? The it will it will absolutely play into that. It absolutely okay. will. And thank you for bringing that up. So if I don't know if you can expound on what is supposed to be happening on December 13th or not, but if if so, great. If not, uh, that's OK, too. Well, not fully. I didn't bring up the stuff, but I but I am familiar with what they're trying to do with the CBDCs and, and such. But the thing that I wanted to relay to the audience is everybody has in their mind cashless society. That's what they have in their mind. For for all intents and purposes, most people live in a cashless society anyway. They don't they don't use cash to pay for anything. They use their card, debit card, credit card, whatever the case case is that they're using to pay. So they're in a credit system. That's that really is what we're in. We've right. been bankrupt since 1933. Oh yeah. So so that's in place. But uh, but it's it's this idea that um, the the money system is really going. They're just going to be trans. Um, transitioning for mm -hmm. unlike uh, genders they'll they'll actually ag be transitioning to something different uh they'll yes. be giving you paper money and they'll be giving you coins both that can be tracked now i know some of you already knew about some of the tracking but that that's what they're referring to as the digital because yeah. the older generation wait a minute you're going to take away the cash i've been storing it away you know i've got it in my jars in the backyard i've got it under the mattress or whatever if they even right. have any and they'll be like no there's going to be a there's going to be a problem with that so they're going to trade out coin for coin, dollar for dollar, except they're going to track you. And it doesn't matter if you have a cell phone or not. They're going to right. track you everywhere you go. Why? Because you're carrying their cash. Well, And they're that's what part of these tokens will do as yep. well. Um, now, there's another population that's going to be one of the inactors uh, are putting wheels, uh, excuse me, uh, the motion in the wheels. And that will be anyone in your financial realm, including those who create currency like the Federal Reserve or the U.S. Mint. So this will absolutely segue into what you're you're talking about. So absolutely. But in this summary of this document, uh, it will tell you by tokenizing our behaviors, Tim, Programmed computer codes will term them as smart contracts, and these will need to exist in order for the tracking and the tokenization of your behavior to exist. So this means that you would have to exchange your freedom to be tokened and tracked and entered into this artificial intelligence just to satisfy those contracts. Now, my question is here. Is this by choice or is this by force? Because if it's by choice, we have some some wiggle room. But if it's by force, we have very little time to enact change. So this is a question that was not answered in that particular summary. Now, like I said, next week, we're going to be continuing this conversation. So I'm going to be looking at the PDF 
in earnest to see is that question answered because if it's going the way that i've seen in some of these other documents that i've been able to research it will not be by choice it will be by by an influenced force that seems subtle enough at first it's that that uh, pot of water that boils very very slowly and so we're the frogs in that pot for this yep. particular uh, thing. You know, Lynn, one of the things mm -hmm. that Sherry's saying in the chat is they'll require, and this is what we were talking about last night with it, they'll require you to turn in your cash the longer you wait to comply, the less value it will have when you yeah. do that because they're saying we're doing a turn of this. And it's it basically is going to look the same, but mm -hmm. it's going to respond different. And mm -hmm. I, I do think there is a situation where it's choice. If people want to continue, if they can find people they can barter with, you can be out of that system like that. But you've got to build up right. a community. And this is kind of what I was thinking of when I speak about tactical civics, is that mm -hmm. people big up, build up their community so that when they have that, you've got a, you got a farmer over here and you've got a, yeah. you know, a printer over here and whatever. And maybe you can work things out with each other, but you've got to establish those things now. Now is the time to establish those those intimate relationships you want to have with people so that you can help one another um, survive what's coming. Right. And it'll put into question even what we do, because that will be tokenized as well. And our behaviors will be put on their meter as opposed to us being able to be free to broadcast. So we need to be careful about that as well. So in essence, what all this means is whatever token your behavior merits, be it good or be it bad, will be in the hands of this system to decide if you need what they're calling motivation which is necessary for you to get on board with the social changes. Well, again, what if those social changes don't match up with my attitudes, values, and beliefs? What if I don't want to change over into the attitudes, values, and beliefs that this system is bringing with it? What if it doesn't support my ideology? What if it doesn't support my faith? What am I supposed to do there? Now, the document goes on to tell you, as I have pointed out previously, government interactions to guide behavior changes are not new. This is why it said that the ethics and the redefinition had to be honed. This is why it said earlier that uh, the way the programs were run had to be honed because the framework's already there. AI is fairly new. So is cryptocurrency. And they have to match the framework to this new twist. Now, what's even more alarming is that the United Nations and World Bank, as well as countless others who are named in this document, will use our attitudes, values, and beliefs, Tim, against us, not for our, our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, but for their gain. So we need to point that out as well. So this cradle-to-grave system, this hurry-up-to-learn so you can hurry up to earn so you can be employed as the government sees fit by either the government or the government partners plays right into this. So there is no way you can say education is not woven into this. So anytime that we see a government system leverage anything they have against us, that's tyranny. Anytime, as you and I have pointed out countless times, anytime that you put economy over the people, that's fascism. That is not an American constitutional republic. So don't think of this, that this is all the Democrats' fault. 
this is squarely on the Republicans too. And the way I know this is because if you look at the committees and subcommittees in the federal government and in your local state governments, the people who are supporting blockchain and cryptocurrency come from both sides of the aisle. They do not come from just one. So I want to make sure that we point that out as well. And by seeking to force us to act and behave as the system sees fit totally violates our constitutionally guaranteed rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Not only that, but it absolutely invades our civil rights, as well as the inherent rights that the good Lord gave us as well. So in place is anything or any program of reward and punishment system that will be deemed as ethical or sustainable. But remember, this is under new ethics defined by this system, not as they should be defined by God Almighty. So again, this is not with our free will but at their definition and discretion. So cultures have to be manipulated for this entire hellish plan to be enacted. And one of the chief ways to do that will be the behavior change interventions or BCIs, Tim, that will be called activities designed to change specific patterns that we currently exhibit. Nope. So in other words, if I exhibit a behavior that goes against this uh, behavior change intervention, I have to participate in activities designed to change my way of thinking. So apply that to any of the social issues that you see today, especially in education. Yeah. That's going to turn over the bandwagon. Absolutely. How will, now, the, let me, can I ask a question about that? Sure. How, sure. Are, so how are they going to credit you? They're they're holding the carrot out for you. They say they're going to give you. In the, are they doing it by the tracking of what you're spending your money on? Uh, are they doing it a combination of things like we see with Google Maps, where you go, and things like that? Are they doing it with a combination of all this data? And then they're going to say, okay, we're going to reward you. You get fifteen hundred credits or whatever this month because you were a good boy or girl and followed uh, the goals that we have set for you. Is that kind of it's kind of, it is kind of is. And the way okay. it applies into education is the credentialing. Did you master this skill? Did you get that one credential? And how many shows have we done? How many years have I devoted on my blog? How many years did Charlotte Iserby and Anita Hogue and, and John Kleisick and so many of us others tell you this is where it was going? This is what was coming was the credentialing of our education. In other words, trying to measure things in classrooms and in outside classroom supported activities like after school programs and, and community wide. And we know that every student succeeds at totally open that up to encompass private education, homeschooling and the whole nine yards. But here's the thing, because we're trying to put things on a measurable scale that should never be measured like empathy or any of the ethics and morals that we are taught in our homes or by the Bible, this is the harm that is coming through the system. So it's trying to credential and blockchain every possible thing about us, Tim, to put us on a whole scale, not just how we think, but what we read, what we look at, uh, who we talk to, where we spend our money, where we go, what school did we go to, what courses did we take, did we master, 
Did we, did we master whatever skill it was? Did we ace that ethic course? Did we flunk it? Did we show in any way, shape, form, or fashion that we're a nonconformist? Because if we did, then we must be neutralized. We must be reindoctrinated. And so these behavior change interventions will couple with what's called mechanics of action. So think, go back and think about all the groups that I named that will be the ones who were designing the tokenization. And then go back and look at the groups that I mentioned who will be putting the wheels in the motion. And that's where these two will match up. So the behavior change interventions will be with the tokenizers. And then these mechanisms of action will be with those who are putting it all into place. So again, that would be any of those who are in the social impact system, in the financial realm, those who are in your infrastructure, not just roads and um, uh, buildings, but technology, health care, education, labor, every one of those. And these um, will take it and put it on the Internet and take everything hostage. Now, one of the main outside entities from the, the ones like the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund and the United Nations and our U.S. government was this entity called Rebalance Earth. Now, in the archives, you'll find these links, but I put these in for Tim because I wanted us to look at this today because having this particular organization named is huge because this will absolutely prove that education without a doubt is woven into this entire system. And it won't be visible at first. You have to weed through some of their pages to find it, but I absolutely did. So Tim, if you will go to resource number two, that will give you the main website for the Rebalance Earth Initiative. And for those who cannot see the screen, the main thing that you see is funding biodiversity to combat climate change. Okay, so that doesn't, for some people, that's going to sound good, fine, and wonderful. But we know that's coded with all kinds of indoctrination. Now, if you go to their learn more page, that would be resource number two, uh, excuse me, number three, Tim. This is where when you scroll down, after you see how the, the tokens work, Okay, which is that part you're looking at right now. It'll tell you it's supported by science, technology, verification, and by law. That should be a huge key into the, the places that we need to be uh, finding out who's running the show, how can we make them accountable. But it's when you scroll down that you see it will tell you this one token supports eight sustainable development goals. And the third one is ding, 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 quality education. Now, the other ones that it attaches to, if you can't see the screen, number one, no poverty, because after all, the United Nations has convinced an entire world that there's no need for no poverty because we all have to be on the same level. But we know this is absolutely opposed to scripture because Jesus told us we will always have the poor with us. That's right. Poverty is not a solvable, uh, a solvable problem. Okay, it also ties into number three, which is what? Health care. Number eight, work for all. Number 10, I cannot think of what that one is, but it's tied in with reduced our Reduced inequalities. Thank you. Okay, reduced inequalities. Number th uh, 13 is all about the earth. Number 14 is 
water, especially our ocean life. And then number 15 would have to do with our land and air. So if you doubted that this would tie into education, there is your smoking gun right there. Now, if it was bad enough there, we're going to go to number four. This is their mission page for Rebalance Earth Initiative. They have several videos on the agenda by several talking heads, but it is the one that I linked for you, Tim, the short YouTube. It's about eight minutes. This is one of the CEOs and founders talking with his daughters about the need for cryptocurrency and tokenizing behavior. So if you have that, we can play that. Here it comes. What's that behind the rock? said the orangutan suddenly. Shh, said an elephant. I'm trying to hide. Someone's trying to steal my tusks. Why don't okay, you if you can't us, hear what he's saying, he is reading this storybook to here. his daughters. So the elephant and it's all about this elephant and all the good things that the house. elephant can do in the well, ecosystem that the elephant lives in. And, and then it'll go from there and it'll twist it into how that we have been too greedy with the ecosystems and we are the ones at fault. So we need to ride it so that we rebalance the earth so that all these ecosystems can once again once again thrive now that's totally again opposed to the way that the uh, scheme of nature according to the bible was to work forest elephants now recognized as a separate species and critically so hopefully in the archive this will be able to play for you as far as the same have fertilized the soils with their dung and each elephant is producing roughly one metric ton of dung every week 52 weeks a year, fertilizing, enriching the soils. And as they eat the smaller plants for food, and they trample lots of small plants, they're actually weeding the forest. They're reducing the competition for nutrients for the big trees, and then the dung fertilizes the soils, so those big trees can sequester and store more carbon, about 7% more carbon in forests with elephants than without. Now, if only we could value that and use it as part of our carbon offsetting mechanism, we're paying for the ecosystem services of elephants, we're employing local people, creating jobs, and rebalancing Earth. So what can we do to that guy sounds as elephants? dumb as a box of hammers. Well, oh, I'm Ian so sorry. Said, I didn't mean to talk over the video. I didn't know you could hear the sale. I'm sorry. What we don't know, don't quite understand, is how valuable those services are. So let's have a chat to our friend Ralph, and he can tell us more about it. Over the last four and a half years, I've been working with scientists who show me that species such as elephants and whales help to fight climate change by sequestering large amounts of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Yet the natural world is at risk, and we are facing climate calamity, and together they are imposing an existential risk on humanity. Feeling the urgency, I translated the value of carbon sequestration of these species into the language that policymakers and markets could understand. You may ask why. Well, it's because when you're facing existential risk, you need everybody inside the tent communicating and working together. In the case of the forest elephants in Africa, the value of the carbon sequestration of a single elephant over its lifetime is $1.75 million. Now compare that to $40,000, the price of a tusk of a poached elephant. 
Beyond that, there's a paradigm that has nature at its core. When you have that paradigm, that will deliver sustained prosperity for local communities and for all countries. Brief, we stand up for nature and nature will continue to stand up for all of humanity. But if elephants are so valuable, why don't we protect them like gold or diamonds? Well, that's a very good question. And the main reason for that is that there isn't a place where if you want a market for people to buy the valuable services that elephants do in the forest, like Ian and Ralph just mentioned. But our friend David is going to tell us a little bit about the technology he has and how that can help us to reach that objective. Let's go have a chat with him. Hi, I'm David Rudder, CEO of leading enterprise software firm, R3. And candidate for, for a heart attack soon, decades, I can see. I have fought for environmental causes. In particular, the struggle to make clean water available to people in developing countries. I've traveled the world and seen firsthand the suffering caused by irresponsible environmental policies. But I have also seen reason for hope and believe fervently in the ability of human ingenuity to solve important climate crises. When we founded R3 six years ago, I brought with me that passionate belief in the power of innovative solutions to tackle really big problems. R3 is proud to be working with the brilliant team at Rebalance Earth as they lead a global movement to protect wildlife and enhance local communities. Take away this guy's hands and he can't see a thing. And urgent, but they can't do it alone. Being part of an ecosystem means we are stronger and more effective. We invite our partners to join forces with us as we tackle these urgent biodiversity challenges together. And our adventure begins in the country of Gabon in Western Africa. Gabon is 88% covered by tropical rainforests. In 1990, we estimated we had 65,000 elephants. And the forest elephants of Gabon are the gardeners of the forest. They make the trails, they make the clearings, they plant seeds, they increase the productivity of the rainforest and therefore they increase the carbon stocks of the rainforest. Whilst all across forested Africa, elephants have been massacred over the last 30 years, Gabon, through its protection of the elephants, through the President Ali Bongo's efforts to preserve nature, we've actually been able to raise our forest elephant population. So working with Rebalance Earth, we've created a nature sandbox, which will give people the opportunity to invest in that increased carbon stock that the elephants are creating to enable us to better conserve the elephants and to accompany rural people and make their lives better. Join us in this incredible endeavor. So how do we get this all started? Well, it starts right here in this bedroom between the three of us and a whole lot of other people. I work with Rebalance Earth because finding a solution for climate change and valuing biodiversity is important to me. <laughs> Here in Maine, the Gulf of Maine is warming faster than any body of water in the world. Yes. We need it's to address so climate change now. In the Asia-Pacific region, we have already lost a quarter of our endemic species. So it's showing to create a movement in support of ecosystem services. In my lifetime, we've lost two-thirds of all species. So I know we're running out of time. So another reason I joined Rebalance Earth 
is because I think it's a game-changing idea and we need those. We are trying to save keystone species, which will all contribute to the wider issue of solving the climate problem. Rebalance Earth works at the golden intersection of technology and biodiversity. And I think the solution can be used to save more wildlife species in future. I joined Rebalance Earth because we need more community and nature-based solutions to protect keystone species from wildlife crime. I joined Rebalance Earth because I want to see elephants and whales in abundance in the future. Create a more sustainable way of living so that my children and my children's children don't have to witness the destruction of the natural world as we know it. And that's why Good. I help Rebalance Earth and I'm really excited yep. about what we're going to do. You can stop at any time. <laughs> now, a couple of things I want to say. First of all, I didn't realize the sound was going, so I'm so sorry. From my end, there was nothing but silence, and I was thinking people had dead air, so I'm so, sorry. So you were, you, were, you, were, you were just talking to yourself there, okay? I know. It's okay. <laughs> but I, I also wanted to point out, why pick on the elephant? You just put a price on its head. Now, here's what I've noticed. In, in times past, when we had species that were in trouble, they were endangered. And then when something happened to them, we were all out of luck and they were priceless. But now we've stuck prices on their head. They're sticking prices on our head, putting a dollar value. Because again, these are things that cannot be measured. So these this system has to put it in a measurable way. This is why we've seen education assessments turned into uh, the system that they have because you have to measure everything. Our very lives, this, these elephants' lives, whoever, whatever other uh, animal that you want to pick on. But here's the thing, the people who mean harm to wildlife, if they get wind that one elephant is worth $1.75 million, what do you think they're going to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, this, this well, is this is totally going to screw everything up. And again, if we think we're stupid enough to rebalance the earth that the good Lord Almighty made and created and, and plentified for us and told us we would never run out of our our supplies, we would never run out of water or air or any of these other things. And if you look at the out, if you look at the efforts to climate control our nation we're doing more damage to bring about our demise than we are helping it but i wanted to point out real quickly because i know we're running up on the end of the show that uh, the man you said sounded uh, as, as intelligent as a box of rocks okay he is tied into not only this rebalance earth but climate land use alliance uh he's also tied in with the Odomar. Uh, foundation as well as Skoll. I have articles on both Odemeyer and Skoll on my blog on commoncordiva.com. He also founded InsuraBlocks and Baby Hubble. So InsuraBlocks will more than likely have something to do with insurance, which will by and large play into this as well. Uh, Ralph Chammy is with the International Monetary Fund. So, oh no, no, no subjectivity there whatsoever. Fabio Buguzzi is the zoologist that you heard. Ralph Gardner is a wealth manager. He's got more money than sense, as my husband would say. And then Thomason Reuters Foundation is a global news do-good arm of the Reuters News entity. And their goal is to advance media freedom 
foster inclusive economies, and promote human rights. So no agenda there. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. And I was kind of joking about the guy about the um, looking like he was ready for a heart attack. He, he just couldn't talk without his hands going and he just looked like he had right. been a steroid guy. That's what he looks like to me. And maybe not. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But anyway, but that is the introduction mm. into this damnable document. I hate to put it that way, but that is exactly what it is. Well, the, and, the hypocrisy that I saw there is they talk mm -hmm. about all these great things the elephants do and this, and that, but then they give off the carbon stuff, which is great. But you people, you can't give off any carbon. We can let the elephants give it off. You would think if the, the, the logical solution to that would be, well, if you want to eliminate carbon and the elephants are putting off this much, why don't you just kill them? And maybe that's the underlying goal. Maybe that's the underlying goal, you know, because how many times have we seen this system twist things so that what looks like it's good is not or looks like this is the action we need you to take? Oh, no, it's not. So who knows? I mean, you know, like I said, we're going to get into the meat of that document next week. And I'm telling you, you're going to need to strap on your BS and horse hockey meters for sure. But here's the thing. Elephant carbon is good. People carbon is bad. And cow methane is toxic. What is up with this? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. A cow I, fart I is, a cow fart is going to kill the world. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they think. That's what happens though. When men profess themselves to be wise, but they're shown to be fools. Right. I mean, that's because they worship the creation more than the creator who is blessed forever. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. And we have brought this up on mm. every show that has butted up into this. And we have seen our churches bow down to this agenda just as much as the secular people. So, you know, if your church is on board with this, y'all need to have a come to Jesus meeting yep. with them. You yep. really do. Yeah, you really and do. I'm not trying to be sanctimonious. I really am not. But this is one of those times when righteous indignation needs to be in full play. Amen. Amen. Lynn, we, we are coming up against the end of the show. We've got about right. 50 seconds here. So take your time. Tell people where they can find out more about you. Okay, CommonCoreDiva.com if you wish to financially bless any of the work that I do, both in education research or in getting myself well. Uh, there is a donate page. It, I have switched over from PayPal to Snowball, so it's a lot better for us all. And if you don't like using online donations, then get in touch with Tim. He can point you to where to go, and we will take care of that. And I want to thank everyone again for helping prayer support, financially support, because we're not done yet with getting me well. If you want to find me on the regular social media outlets, you can. Don't miss us on Liberty Bells, on Catching Fire News. That's where I um, report for American Policy Center. And I just did a show on this particular document as well there. Okay. All right. Lynn Taylor, we appreciate you very much. If you want to check out Lynn again, CommonCoreDiva.com. Bradley, be with you at 3 this afternoon, I guess. 3 p.m. Eastern, I guess. I never know what he's going to do. doesn't have anything on schedule that I see right now, but uh, he should be there. If not, then you're going to get educational videos, sonsoflibertymedia.com. We'll be back with you in the morning. Big show, Insider from CPS. You don't want to miss that. See you then.